care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show, this time from abroad. 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 Yeah. Stop use it. your That's words. We can't use your words. Yeah. yeah. Where are we? Abroad. Abroad. Where's abroad? Ireland, actually. And we're actually in the same room together. Yeah, for once. Yeah. People can hear that because there are no delays. It's quite scary, isn't it? Actually speaking to you in the flesh. Well, I feel the same by you. Great. <laughs> and with us today, we have someone else. And actually, if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while, you may have heard this person who had a cameo appearance um, probably six months ago. Uh, and we managed to rope him in as he walked across the uh, foyer of the hotel. And we really don't know if we made any sense when we were speaking to him at all. So we thought we'd get him back properly to talk about what he does and how he does it and the success he's having with his clients and how that has lots of parallels with growing your salon fast. Um, so who is he? he? He's also, well, I, I, I don't know because he's got two last names. Which has one? he? Yeah. I'm just going to sit here and just listen to you talk about me for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> think, uh, Can you introduce yourself? What's your last name? Let's take that first. Hello. 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 I'm Julian Northbrook. Northbrook now. Okay. But also known as? Kitagawa. Kitagawa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Northbrook means Kitagawa. Kitagawa means Northbrook. It's a translation. Right. Ah. And the the reason you have two last names? Well, well, technically I only have one. Since they mean the same, but the reason you use two names? Because I have a Japanese second name and it is confusing as hell. But you don't look a bit Japanese. Because I'm not Japanese. So why do you have a Japanese second name? Uh Uh-huh. You're being difficult. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I have a Japanese second name because when I got married, I took my wife's name. Controversial. Mm -hmm. His first name is Julian. Yeah. He's into language stuff, isn't he? Language well, I guess stuff. we can get him to explain that himself. <laughs> That's all I know. Correctly. But um, yeah, today we have uh, Julian Northbrook slash Kitagawa with us because Julian comes to the marketing mentoring group that we are all a part of here, um, that Vigar and I come to in Cork once every quarter. Um, and Julian has a really interesting background and also does some really interesting things with the clients he has. And I thought... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what? Come on, we've got to That's give very some... interesting things for these clients. Yeah, well... Okay. Oh, I hope I do Why interesting I... things for my clients. Forward, looking forward to hearing about that. What do you do with your clients? <laughs> interesting things. <laughs> we do interesting Are we only allowed to do boring things well, for our clients? Yeah. Well, only if they let us. So, <laughs> the idea was actually to get around the table and talk about what Julian does, but I can see this not going very well, dear listener. Um, and if you wish to switch off now, I wouldn't be at all surprised. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Julian, what do you do? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dear listener, I do language stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we already we already knew that. So, what kind of language stuff do you do, Julian? Yeah, all right. Um, No, actually, that was the best description of what I do: language stuff, because uh, I do lots of different things, and the central theme to all of it being language. Mm, Okay. So, what? Let Let's start with what language. Okay. So, I guess I should start at the beginning. Uh, I, I, I guess I'm somewhat of a man of many hats, or a boy of many hats, depending <laughs> on how you want to look at it. 
I started off as uh, as an English teacher, as a secondary school English teacher. Somewhere along the line, I got into doing academic research in the field of psycholinguistics, which is the the study of how a language is processed in the human brain. Uh, I well, actually no, technically it's in the brain um, because people do study animals as well. Uh, I was going to be an academic, I was going to do research, work in a university, and then I realised that I fucking, can I say fuck? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fuck, what did you like? Uh, then I realised <laughs> I fucking hated the the whole university system and its bullshit. I can't imagine you being a professor at a university. I can be, see you being a very controversial professor yeah. at a university, because uh, if you could see Julian now... He's um, kind of a hip, hip neo-punk. <laughs> hip <laughs> neo-punk. <laughs> or something, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I can't imagine the establishment thinking that you were all that. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, this is the thing. And back in the day, I, I kind of felt like I had to be something that I wasn't. And I kind of felt that I had to, had to be this stereotypical academic uh, teaching at a university kind of character. And I really hated it. Uh, so I started a business, kind of by accident. Right. Thought Start. you could do it a bit better than other people? Yeah. Well, so essentially, I, yeah. what do you do? Well, okay, I teach English. That's how I, that's my bread and butter. I teach English, uh, but I also do a lot of academic work. I'm very active in science, research, academic publishing. That all feeds into the business. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. So you teach English like as a language or as a second language? In a nutshell. It is a language, Kat. Yeah. Well, no, because Lost when we're thinking of teaching English, sometimes you think of teaching English in schools as teaching literature or... English yeah, I teach English as a second language. language. Yeah. So all right, for people make it simple. Speak people like me, actually. Well, yeah, because you are a second language speaker, aren't you? Yeah. And English is not your first language. No. As we know. <laughs> Thank you. As is blatantly obvious. <laughs> and quite frankly, English is not really my first language either because it's very Kiwi. Yeah, it's so, true. Yeah. So there's lots of idioms that uh, even English people don't get when it comes to Kiwiisms. Um, but there's a lot of people that, um, like the salon industry and the clinic and spa industry, there are loads of people that teach English as a second language. Loads, millions. I could scroll down on the. Um, Google ads and find a zillion ESOL language teachers. You could probably things. find free courses as well on YouTube yeah, and stuff free like that. Yeah. You, yeah, so what makes you different from those people that are out there pushing free shit? That's a good question. I make me different. Yeah. Hmm. That's an you interesting answer. Do. That's an interesting <laughs> answer. Well, considering you just blah, blah, blah to me, I thought I, I thought I should keep it short. <laughs> I said blah, 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 the old academic research and scientific papers, which I enjoy personally, by the way, but uh, it's not that kind of show. Mm-hmm. That's not that kind of listener. So you make yourself different. How do you make yourself different? Because that's actually a really good point about salons and that everyone's commoditized and you everyone sells haircuts or Botox or... Yeah, nail filing. But actually, what sets you apart from everybody else that makes you different? Oh God, um, I don't try to be the, the the typical English teacher, I guess, which is what everybody is doing. I mean, everybody teaching English looks the same, they sound the same, 
they are, well, I guess they're, they're, they're teachers, aren't they? And they try to be the typical PC teacher, yeah. which I don't do. Um, I mean, I mean, I said I teach English, but I mean, I what I actually do is quite specialised in that. I really only teach English as a second language to people who are, I guess, what you would call high intermediate to advanced people, people who uh, can get by in English, uh, but lack the level of polish that they need. And that group of people brings with them, uh, I guess, quite specific uh, problems that can't be solved by the typical English teacher. Because the typical English teacher has learned how to be a typical English teacher, and so what are they going to do? They're going to just say, okay, well, here's some vocabulary, memorize it. Uh, Mm. Here's some grammar rules, Mm. study them. Mm. But that actually isn't the problem that most of my guys have. Um, They tend to have a lot of issues when it comes to things like mindset. So you've gone from more of a niche market, you know, the type of person that you're looking to teach. They're a specific type rather than just a scattergun approach. You're not just going to shoot the machine gun out there and get whoever you can exactly you've gone for a niche market and you do it your way rather yeah than and I do it my way mm-hmm. and uh, then going back to what <laughs> I said before and I, I try to put my personality what I, into what I'm doing as well um, yeah. there aren't many English teachers who go on YouTube and uh, say fuck for example <laughs> <laughs> well that's a, that's a very important English word to learn in fact it it's is. probably one of the first words you should learn and it's, it's also extremely one. versatile isn't it it's, it's very versatile use it, in it, it is a surprisingly <laughs> complex word <laughs> it is. that is used in a wide variety of collocations yeah. And yes yeah and it's it's uh, one of my favourites Mine too. Yeah. yeah. And yours isn't even an English speaking. No, so but you would probably... <clears throat> so is that true, actually? Because a lot of people say that um, fuck is fuck in whatever language because it's got that great tone and yeah. meaning. And... Mm. But you can say, you can use it in so many, so many ways. You can express, <laughs> you, can express you know, good emotions, now, bad emotions, joy, <laughs> anger. Yeah. Yeah, as I yeah. said, very versatile. Very versatile. So... Almost compulsory. Yeah. You could even say it's fucking versatile. It's fucking mm. versatile. Mm. Bloody brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> um, you said that you don't stop grammar. Is that right? No. Um, and this is where my academic background comes in. Um, because the, the work that I'm doing in academia... Uh, with a university in the UK, which I won't name. <laughs> we have to shoot you. <laughs> I'm not sure why I'm not going to name it, actually. Duh. Fuck it. No, but move <laughs> on. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, yeah. It, yeah, but what I noticed is that, you know, I said that you said that you start with ground first, but that is a bit like, uh, it's not a bit like, um, if we're going to, you know, we have salons and spy owners and clinic owners listening to us. And the, the probably something we can compare is that you know where he where people normally start with grammar first. Some of those start with the tactics they start with you know 
Facebook, they start with Instagram, yeah. but everyone else tells them to do, which sounds like, you know, right. it sounds reasonable, it's but like language, yeah. it's it's actually the you should start in the other end. Yeah. You're listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. Right. Uh, it's conventional wisdom. Uh, you start by studying grammar rules and you memorize vocabulary. And somehow you are then magically expected to be able to produce native-like language. You put it together. But it doesn't actually make any sense. Uh, conventional wisdom is conventional wisdom because it is conventional and it gets <laughs> conventional results, which is not the kind of results that my guys are looking for. Um, they've already gotten conventional results and um, realize that it's not enough and that they're not going to get what they want from doing those conventional things. So they're looking for exceptional results, right? which you can't get from conventional... Right, conventional thinking. Tactics or thinking. I mean, I guess this is... And this is where the parallel between uh, salon marketing ends, I guess. But uh, in my industry, there's always been this big tension between what people are doing on the science side of it and what teachers are doing in the classroom. But what teachers are doing in the classroom is now ba- is based on really, really old thinking. Yeah. Um, we used to think that native speakers speak using vocabulary and grammar rules and that somehow we are combining the two in our heads as we speak. But it was only ever a theory and it was only ever a theory that didn't really make that much sense because native speakers shouldn't be able to speak so fluently and so naturally as they do. I mean, we, we speak at an incredible rate and we don't screw up at all. <laughs> well, we do. Well, some of us do. Well, okay. well we do. We, we do, do but we do it in a very consistent sure. kind of way. We also speak very naturally. I could say things like, uh, well, something relevant to salons, something like, well, actually, it's not that relevant at all. <laughs> I could say, um, spit it out. I need to have a plastic operation to fix my face. Yes, you, you do. do. But, any, <laughs> but any native speaker is going to realize that plastic operation sounds weird. Yeah. yeah. But why sure. does that sound weird? Yeah. It's perfectly grammatical. Yeah. But it, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. We say no. plastic surgery. Yeah. So what this tells us is that native speakers aren't speaking with grammar and words at all. What we're actually doing is storing large bits of language in long-term memory. Yeah. Conventional chunks of English or whatever language it is you're speaking. And then we are pulling those out, lining them up. And that's how we speak so fluently. Cool. How we speak so naturally. So what, you, what you're basically saying is that grammar is basically a snapshot of how a given population is. Is the, the rules that we can see in action right now? That is the grammar. Right. But the grammar will, the, the language will change over time. So you have to update yeah. the grammar. So starting with the grammar is just starting backwards, basically. So yeah, yeah. And okay. so the best so, way to get good at a language is to actually go in completely the opposite direction to what yeah. conventional wisdom tells you to do. Right. That's very interesting, isn't it? Well, Which it is interesting, but it's... Which comes back into marketing. Yeah, because it does get a bit... That's getting a bit heavy, I think. Yeah, it's getting a bit technical. Yeah, we, and it's, <laughs> although it's fascinating, and I know Vega and I both find all that kind of stuff very fascinating. Sometimes it might not quite apply to what we're talking about. And we could go off on a tangent forever, and I know we'd lose some listeners, so... <sighs> well, we don't care, do we? we well, we kind of do, because like somebody said today, it's our duty 
to give the information that we have to help other people. And if oh. we're not doing it, mm-hmm. then we are bad people. That's referring to someone, something that was said in a certain room earlier today in a meeting. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I actually think that's quite a, a very good thing. So if you've got a skill and an ability and you're denying your customers that skill and ability, then you're doing them a disservice. It's true. Um, I want to talk about, so one of the, the things, because I'm learning a new language, and um, one of the things that helped me, or is always being told to me by my tutor, is that if you just say things with confidence, even if it's not quite correct, um, it's better than not saying anything <laughs> at all. <coughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but I beg to differ. <laughs> Do you remember a, a few, we, we sat in this same room <laughs> half a year or so ago, and I was talking about something, and then I said, I was talking about man giving presentation and then was asking him a few questions and then I meant to, meant to say that my questions pinned him to the wall but I said that they nailed him to the wall <laughs> <laughs> which is an easy mistake to make for a yeah, a non-native speaker, speaker. But you yeah. said it confidently. Oh, yeah, I did. And yeah, everyone and laughed, laughed very confidently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you got it out there. So rather than sitting there and saying nothing, it's, yeah. it was more about the confidence of saying something yeah. and just saying it and then being corrected yeah. rather than not saying something at all. And arguably yeah. you've reached the level where you can make that mistake because you've got the confidence to make it. Hmm. Yeah. So and how important is confidence in learning a language? Really important. Yeah. Okay. Let's see the conversation. And follow-up question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, I, this is something which uh, tends to be quite cultural as well. People right. from okay. different cultures tend to struggle with it far, far more. Uh, people in Europe, for example, their problem tends to be that they speak quite fluently but make a lot of uh, accuracy mistakes. Whereas Asian people tend to have the opposite problem. They tend to speak in grammatically flawless English, Mm. but in a very slow, awkward Mm -hmm. kind of way. way. And that's because of the way they've they've basically been trained in school. They've basically been taught that uh, you make a mistake, we're going to punish you with a disapproving look from the teacher other students possibly laughing and bad grades and judgment yeah. judged you are yeah. being judged they tend to be perfectionists about it uh, right. and for them confidence is a huge issue yeah um because again well they've basically been trained to speak like that and trying to break so that is really are they trained to train to have less confidence they're not way. trained to have less confidence but they're basically taught that if you make a mistake we're going to punish you for it and then Perfect. over time, they then lo- they lose confidence because that uh, you know you can't keep that up for any length of time. And I think that's really important because a lot of owners I've spoken to, their confidence has been eroded over time because yeah. they are creative people and they come up with things that are against convention. Yeah. And that's the idea of being in the creative industry is that you don't follow the norm, that you, you do your own thing, and yet you have all these... Um, Instagram posts or these Facebook posts and everything looks the same and then you're like well oh, now I have to conform to that's what everybody wants and everybody's looking the same but actually it's not the case at all and if you stand out and you've been confident and being creative and being individual you will you will 
draw that type of person into you rather than yeah. just being in the sea of sameness and, and trying to um, to say things perfectly or get things perfect and do the same as everybody else. Yeah. You lose your personality, don't you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And just like like they learn to, you know, uh, they get negative feedback and that's the way they kind of learn. It's the same in some industries, isn't it? Like you get negative feedback from, from I mean, on social media and everywhere and you else. you curl up and die. Yeah, you do. <laughs> some want to, yeah. yeah. But what but, but the... the the similarity is that, like with language, you 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 don't you know you you become very careful about what you say. You don't you don't yeah. maybe don't you just, <clears throat> maybe you don't yes. say anything yeah. because you're yeah. afraid of you know being yeah. judged or whatever. It's the same in marketing with sounds as well. Yeah. So anybody yeah. really you that stop you, doing it, you stop you? doing it because you're afraid of negative yeah. feedback. Yeah. yeah. So so confidence is a really but when you have important thing both in, in everything really. Yeah. But when you have the confidence to take the risks and put yourself out there and do it in your own way, um, good things happen. We're fairly confident, aren't we, Kat? Me, I don't know about you, but I'm just confidence personified. (laughs) (laughs) And pretty much it comes down to either do it or you die. So either go out there and make it happen or you don't. You just get buried otherwise. Yeah, you do. And and the only way that you're ever going to get anything achieved is actually going out and making it work. And even if it crash and burn, so what? You've tried it. Um, you'll know that it doesn't yep. work, or you'll know it works. So you learn something. Well, you do. So um, does that mean, Julian, that you, with your your clients, you, do, what do you do? Do you drag them into a pub? Yeah, start speaking. Speak, woman Speak. or man. Order me a pint. Well, yeah. if I had clients that lived close enough to me, I probably would. But, uh, but is that strategy to to kind of immerse them? In it's something. a part of it. Yeah, yeah. it's a part of it. Um, cool. It's. Language learning can be quite complex, um, and it, it does differ a lot depending on the person. I'm not yeah, asking that, you that to give away. Part. No, and we're not asking you to give away your strategy either, because that's oh, your no. proprietary. Oh, I, I mean, I, way I, of I, teaching. But what I mean is that, yeah, I, I'd, be, I'd be happy to give away anything. Um, but it, <laughs> but it, it's just not that simple. <laughs> it's just not that simple, unfortunately. But um, but that is a big part of it. Everyone would be doing um, it. Just telling people to um, JFDI, mm. just get out there. Just fucking do use it. Use your fucking English. Use your, use your fucking English. Stop being a, a pussy a about it and get out there and fucking do it. There's a reason we have this explicit tag on the podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there is a reason we have this explicit tag. <laughs> Did you know, so here's just a little aside to this all, is um, that my listeners can't listen to me in uh, where I live in the UAE because it is tagged with explicit content and so it's banned. We are banned in the Middle East. Okay. As another aside, I forgot to put the tags on one of my podcast episodes, <laughs> and I got my podcast canned by iTunes. No, oh, man. Yeah. but because someone reported you, I don't know. It just got the whole thing got taken down because oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have the tags. And the stupid thing is, is I could have gone in and fixed the tags, and it probably would have been fine. But um, I forgot to do it. <laughs> so the thing is, there though, is that you went out and did something. You had the confidence to do it. You just fucking did it, and even though you got canned. What happened? Nothing. You didn't get arrested. No one died. No one disappeared. No. And you just restore it for the next time. Yeah. yeah. I never did restore it. I never got around to it. But, but you could uh, still post another one. I could start another one. One day I will start another podcast. But uh, I like YouTube better than podcasting, actually. Are you like showing your face? I do. Are you confident? I am. And as um, as many of my YouTube viewers uh, regularly tell me, I do come across as a bit of a narcissistic, arrogant twat. <laughs> which I think they meant in a negative way, but personally I take that as a really big compliment. 
Unfortunately, we have to end here as we don't have any more time left, but we will be back next week with uh, the second part of this interview with the Sneaky Linguist. Meanwhile, please go to iTunes and rate and review us, and if you'd like to book a breakthrough call with either Cat or me, you can go to thegoyourselfandfastshow.com forward slash start. See you next week. You've been listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Cat and Vagard. Share and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com.